0: Being a Christian missionary is tough enough. You're usually away from home in a strange new culture, and often working under less than ideal living conditions. But what's happening in one country these days adds a whole new layer of uncertainty and challenge. Lincoln Steve, editor of Liberty Magazine, brings us up to date on a situation that is turning ugly in the land where one form of Christianity got its start. Lincoln, what do we need to know? Well, Let's talk about Turkey. (laughs) Let's talk Turkey today, shall we? Yeah, Yeah. let's talk Turkey.
1: (laughs) I have good memories of Turkey personally. A couple of years ago, I took my family, first of all, to uh, uh, Israel on a uh, religious pilgrimage of sorts for the tour. And on the way back, we spent four days in Turkey. And it was money well spent. Wonderful place, just rich in history. Interesting culture. Food was great. We were there a little before a bomb that killed... 30 uh, tourists in one of the spots that we've recognized we've been there. But we didn't feel any any threat. But as you said in the preface to this program, in a couple of particular cases, it's proven that Turkey is becoming most unfriendly toward Christian missions or missionaries Mm -hmm. in particular from the United States. And the reasons for that are not hard to divine. First of all, while Turkey, Istanbul, used to be called Constantinople or Byzantium, it was the capital of the Roman Empire of uh, Constantine when he adopted Christianity. So Turkey and Istanbul, that was the center of Christianity right. for hundreds of years. Right. But uh, it was conquered by uh, Islam, and today, of course, it's a uh, almost a uniformly Islamic society, not an Islamic state. Mm-hmm. It's still a uh, constitutional government, although under a strong man, Erdogan. So the culture is not friendly toward Christianity. It's overwhelmingly Islamic, but it's not of an in-your-face sort of a style that you'll see in the Middle East. And in fact, Turkey today does not appear to the casual observer you know, as, as, as uniformly Islamic because they're still under a lot of the civil laws enacted by Kemal Ataturk just after World War I that westernized Turkey and, and, among other things, forbade, by law, the wearing of head coverings and even the fez that the men used to wear in those areas. So you don't see obvious Islamic dress. There's a few minarets, but other than that, it's not really an in-your-face thing. So in a nice culture, but the underlying assumptions there are not friendly toward Christianity. Then a little bit worse... While Turkey is a member of NATO and has long wanted to be seen as a European country, there was a coup in 2016 against Prime Minister Erdogan, which he survived amazingly because a couple of hundred people lost their lives. The military were out on the streets. There were mass demonstrations. And and it appeared for a while he'd lost it, but he regained power and came back with a vengeance, literally. But I think as many as 6,000 got the death penalty. Mm and they purged the military and and a a lot of civilian organizations, and the result of it was a distinctly anti-Western bias on the part of the political authorities. That's quickly translated into negative attitude toward Christian missions, especially from America. So let's segue to the case in point that I want to share. Yes. There's a man in jail in Turkey, been in jail since shortly after that coup in 2016, Andrew Brunson. He was arrested and charged with aiding and abetting terrorism. All that we can find out is that his crime is that he's a Christian missionary. Hmm. Andrew had actually lived in Turkey for 20 years, working in the uh, area of Isma with a small Protestant congregation on that Aegean coastal town, He'd made some good contacts, not a lot of converts, which is to be expected with that sort of culture, but he'd done a great work, felt very self-fulfilled, enough so that once when he even received death threats, which is not uncommon anywhere, but particularly in such cultures, he was still committed enough and felt confident enough that he could survive and, and be useful that he stayed on. But two years ago, without really any warning, he was arrested and uh, detained and then without an attorney even for 2 months and charged with terrorism as it's come out the excuse for that is that he was witnessing to Kurdish individuals mm. because he'd started helping refugees Syrian refugees and uh, anybody that's paid any attention to the news knows that the fight with ISIS is involved Kurds yes. and many of the Kurds in in uh, Syria and Iraq have been uh, forced back as refugees into Turkey. Doubtless that is true, that his contacts with Kurds, but in no way has he been involved with their political adventures, because in Turkey they see the Kurds as a a secessionist group, as traitors and so on, and there's been very uh, bloody repressions of Kurdish aspirations. But this is the charge, with no good evidence that anyone can see, and as... As a speaker at our recent Liberty Dinner, an ex-member of the Turkish uh, parliament, uh, Dr. Erdemir, pointed out, you know, the evidence that was given so far in court is is just suspect to the extreme. They had a murderer who's in prison, came and gave some testimony that seemed pretty uh, bad. Some of the people that spoke on the uh, pastor's behalf were dismissed, 10 of them because the government said that they were terrorists. Well, no evidence given. So his expert witnesses are disallowed. The people that condemn him normally wouldn't have been given credibility as condemned criminals themselves. So it's very, very strange. The bottom line, it signals that a Christian missionary in this part of the world now who's awash in political and religious antagonisms is going to have a very difficult way of it.
0: You know, I can almost hear Jesus in heaven looking down on this and saying, been there, done that. It seems like the same types of forces that he faced, this man is facing, am I right?
1: Well, absolutely, and in a certain extent, they've always been like this. Yes, yes. But there's an ebb and flow of this that, uh, and in fact, in, in the story that we're putting in Liberty Magazine, it ends by saying this, not about Jesus, it says, when Andrew Brunson decided to follow in the footsteps of the Apostle Paul by embarking on a life of mission in Turkey... Mm-hmm. I wonder if he considered how closely his ministerial journey might resemble that of the New Testament writer. So yes, some things don't change, but we like to think that we're in a more modern, civilized, calm, less violent world, but it's not always true.
0: It almost sounds like we as Christians are becoming more and more victims of attack simply because We're Christians, not necessarily what we've done. The identification of being a Christian seems to be enough now for us to be labeled as terrorists. Am I right?
1: Yes, and even the way you said that begs me to make a comment. Even in the United States, we had an exclusion order against certain Muslim countries. Personal comments by a chief executive tell us that it was all about religion. The law itself may not say that. So here is a case where we are excluding people purely because of their religion. So what's happened? Well, it's always been iffy to talk to people about religion and politics. You know, they're, they're supposedly separate topics. But in the modern world, religion and Ooh, politics have become entwined yes. to an amazing degree. Yes,
0: And that separation that you are working so hard to, to, to maintain seems to be slipping away.
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm. And the separation, there's many reasons for it, but one is it protects you. Yes, yes. (laughs) It's dangerous in a lot of countries to involve yourselves in politics. You know, my wife is from Guatemala, and when I married her, there was a civil war, essentially, in Guatemala with guerrilla forces and so on. And you travel out of the main city, and and you could be subject to horrific fate. But she kept telling me, she said, you keep out of politics, you'll be fine. Mm. (laughs) You don't make a political comment, they ignore you. And to some degree, that was always true there. And it's still true. But when your religious identity inflames these political parties, there's not much you can do. You're automatically part of the equation. And that's the very uh, sad reality here. And of course, inadvertently, I think uh, President Bush, uh, post 9-11, where he declared a uh, a war against terrorism, and called it a holy war at times, and a crusade against terrorism. Yes, yes. That's reinvoked in in a certain part of the world all of the old dynamics of, of of the crusades themselves and the East versus West and so on. And I'm certain that this uh, evangelist has been caught up in this. Now, you know, no one could guess what will happen to him, and he's facing 35 years oh in prison if he's convicted
0: for being a christian he's he's he'll be convicted of all of that for simply being a christian and acting out of love for individuals
1: or for maintaining a charade of of terrorism but yeah. in reality i think that
0: that's <sighs>
1: as, as you say very likely he will be traded as a political pawn yes but we can't know that ahead of time and and and, and of course even then that's not a light thing i mean already two years of hell legal hell yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the stakes are very high, and they always have been for a Christian, and uh, it, for many Christians it might be at least theoretically acceptable to sacrifice themselves if need be, as as Christ did and the disciples. But when it's mixed up with these political shenanigans, and when you're not directly on trial, at least as stated for being a Christian, it, I'm sure it makes it even harder just apparently to be enmeshed in forces beyond your control.
0: And I got to say, Lincoln, uh, even as you say these things, Christians shouldn't get too haughty here about uh, how they're being persecuted. We've done the same thing to other people of other faiths, haven't we? Well, of course, and 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 human. Humankind has got a lot to answer for to the maker, to the creator,
1: and to the higher powers. (laughs) Mm. But, you know, we're we're a seething mass of prejudices and hatreds and all the rest, and religion just feeds into that, unfortunately. And often Christian missionaries, of course, have been uh, the advance cohort of, of, of even empire and of social disruption and so on, sometimes inadvertently, sometimes very calculatedly. But... You know, you can't mix all of history into any one situation. Right, right. right. And this pastor is what he, uh, I believe, purports to be. He's he's a, a man of high moral character who selflessly decided to go and work for other people's, to bring them what gladdens his heart—a knowledge of Christ. And now he's been uh, swept up in things that he didn't
0: cause. Hmm. Andrew Brewson is his name.
1: Him and. I think there are several, uh, 20 or 30 other missionaries and Christian workers similarly detained at the moment in Turkey.
0: My, well, my prayer list has grown by that number, and listener, I invite your prayer list to grow by that number as well. Lincoln Steed, thank you so much for being with us today and alerting us to this situation. Our website is libertymagazine.org. Check it out. Lots of good stuff there. Resources to learn more about these issues and other issues, all at libertymagazine.org. Until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Lincoln Steed, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call 443-391-7258 or email us through our website at libertymagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today.